0: Welcome to the Modern Real Estate Mama podcast. We're a podcast and community for modern moms in real estate that are building a legacy in business and raising a family. We talk all things real estate, marketing, mindset, business strategy, and support as real estate moms. My name is Brayden McKee, a Phoenix, Arizona real estate agent and boy mom of two. I love social media and digital marketing and specialize in relocation, new construction, and the move up buyer family. And I'm Alyssa
1: Stalker, a realtor in Ventura County, California, a digital marketing coach and course creator, as well as mom of two under two as business besties that have been through all the ups and downs together. We are bringing our entrepreneurial backgrounds and industry expertise to change the way a modern mama approaches real estate. Whether you're here for the support community or our practical tips for building a thriving business while balancing being a mama, we are rooting for your growth. Welcome to another episode of the Modern Real Estate Mama Podcast. This is Alyssa Stalker, and I am here with co-host and biz bestie Brayden McKee. Hi, everyone. Hope you guys are having an amazing start to 2023. This is our first official episode of the year. Um, we released a little bit of an update episode. If you didn't listen to that, go back and check it out. We're sharing kind of what we have planned in store for the year for the podcast. We have a lot of updates and some new direction, some shifts and, and things that we hope Um, you will enjoy. Um, It's always our goal to make this space better and better and grow our community Um, and we're just glad that you're a part of it. So thanks for tuning in. Today we are going to be talking about goal setting. Obviously that's a hot topic at the beginning of a new year, everyone's talking about goals. Um, I think it's now even trendy, if you will, to start talking about goals, like back in <laughs> yeah. like third, third quarter of the previous <laughs> year, uh, goals, goals, goals. Um, but I'm also hearing a little bit different approach to goal setting this year, kind of like out in, I guess maybe this social media universe. Cause that's where we live a lot of the time and, and get to hear some of this stuff, but we're going to talk about different ways to approach goal setting, kind of like what we did last year, what worked, what didn't, how we're approaching this year and share some, some tools and some takeaways for you guys that you might find helpful. So, um, Brayden, let's, let's dive in. Let's start with like, let's
0: start with how we approached last year. Okay. Um, so I think that, um, it'll be interesting because I'm definitely approaching my goals differently than I ever have in the past. So last year I did what I usually have done every other year before then. And that was pretty much set like a big, by the end of the year, I want to accomplish like X, Y, Z. These are my goals. And my top focus was, um on those goal setting um you know when I did that would be like my transaction numbers my volume numbers like how many clients I wanted to work with um and uh then it was kind of like everything else was like okay and also I want to do like xyz um which I have thoughts now um with how I approach my goal setting this year like how that sounds saying that out loud Um, but that's okay. Um, because I feel like that's kind of, it's just like a progression, right? It's a journey and you find like what works for you, but that way of goal planning for me doesn't necessarily, I don't think it's the best way because every single year I'm left disappointed, not hitting my numbers right on, or not being close to them. Or even if I'm close, I feel like bad about how like the year ended and I don't feel proud of myself. And it's like, it's like how, how like unmotivating is it, you know, to like a year after year, like not hit your goals and then feel like, you know, you beat yourself up for it and all this stuff. So that's how I've typically set goals. And that's how I did last year. Um, And yeah. What about you?
1: I think I did pretty similarly. Um, You know, I have like number of goals for business, um, like, you know, number of units. And, you know, I have like a financial goal, like collectively for all of my revenue streams. Transactions is the biggest driver of that, but like wanting to start out new streams. Um, and then I would kind of like drop down personal goals and i have to say the personal goals got neglected the absolute most yeah um and that's probably like the biggest flip i'm making this year i think i think numbers are important um and i've had this discussion lately like with some of my um coaching clients that i mentor we you know we're doing marketing mentorship however part of that is understanding like what their goals are so that we can establish the right marketing plan to help achieve those goals. So like while right. I'm not really like facilitating the goal setting process, but, um, I'm, I need to understand it. Um, and then I think as I was having these conversations, some light bulbs went up because we kind of had this tendency to like just stick a number to something but it's like what does that actually mean to you like what is yeah. the value of that number like yeah. you know we talk about gci and things like that we talk about you know what your net profit is at the end of the year and a lot of people don't take into account what they actually are spending um on you know individual transactions they don't really take the time to calculate like their hourly rate Um, you know, there's this financial goal for people, but they're not always equating that down to like, well, how many hours am I spending to get there and like putting a value on their time? So I think it's really interesting when you break open like a numbers goal like that. Um, and last year I didn't really do that. I just like put down a number that I thought would be amazing if I could achieve like units wise and, um, I guess, financially, but, um, the cool thing about that and the conversation that I've been having is when you, when you shoot bigger, like I did last year, it's you're even if you don't achieve it and you have to work on your mindset a little bit around this. So bear with me as I go through this, but it's, it's kind of like, if you were running a race, right? Like if you're training for a marathon or or maybe not a marathon, because a lot of people train to just walk a marathon, which is totally cool, by the way, I'm not knocking that, but (laughs) I've never even walked a marathon, but like, say you, say you are a runner by profession. You are a runner. You are training for, we'll do, um, what do they call just like the races around the track? What is that? Like a, like a sprint. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. You're training like, for a sprint. Yeah. you're There's training so for a sprint. many different. Honestly, there's know. so many I'm different so runs. Sorry. For anybody who <laughs> knows anything about crack and field, I do not clearly. I'm really sorry. Uh, okay. My, I'm. My I'm practice, tracking with you. Totally ruining my point. But anyway, it's hilarious. It's hilarious, though. I love it. So, so say you're training for a sprint, right? Are you training for first place? Or are you training for third place? Right. You're training, for, You're your first training place. for first place, always. And absolutely. Yeah. Like if you are an athlete, you are training to win. Yeah. Now, if you get second place, are you going to be ticked off? Yes. Probably. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I would be like, awesome. I still, yeah, I wanted first, but I placed. I got second. That's okay. amazing.
0: So, okay, I mean, that's I was the an athlete growing was. up. So
1: that is the mindset shift that right there. Yes. But this is but bit, my point no. is you're not training for third place. So if you approached your goals like this, like yes. imagine if you only trained for third place and then you didn't place at all.
0: Right. Um, right.
1: Or you got third place. You're going to be like, well, I think I could have had what it takes if I put a little more effort in to get right. to first. So you right. might as well shoot for the win. You yes. Know, play to win. Train to win. Yeah. And then if you fall short, that's where you have to work on the mindset shift. But for me, (laughs) I kind of did that. And so even though I fell short on some goals, I was like, I'm still super proud of myself because I I actually, the goal I originally was going to write down, I did better than that. I didn't reach the goal that I had like units wise, but I did more units than the original goal I was going to set. And so I think that that's really important to look at it like that. So that, that is how I approached last year. It worked out well for me in that way. Um, But like I said, I, I, I didn't map exactly how I was going to do that specifically and neglected some of those personal goals. So that's something that I am changing the approach on this
0: year for sure. I love it. I'm tracking with your analogy, just, you know, growing (laughs) up as an athlete is just funny because it's like that initial, like you train for first, but you get second. And then, so you get like a little bit pissed off and like upset, but then it's like, okay, second is good. It's just, of course would have been better to get first, but,
1: but you're still proud of yourself. And then, then by getting second, you have that fuel in you now, next time, like, to what get what I gotta do differently to get yeah. first. So that is the whole thing. Like yes. that's exactly how you can approach your totally. life.
0: And I th- I think that if in any way, like any kind of um sport or competition is always a really good analogy to business. Like I just think there's mm-hmm. so many applicable things. It doesn't matter what kind of sport, you know, it could yeah. be, I mean, I'm sure that our audience has like a variety, it could be anything from dance and gymnastics to soccer to track and cross country runners and you know every other sport in between there's so many analogies and I love like you know the the idea of training in your business and like you know the what do you do when you practice like you know you're you practice like you win during with how you practice right like that's really how you win because if you have the team that never goes and practices they never win like they don't know what they're doing on the field or you know, when the time comes, they're not in shape, they're not, you know, ready for the strategy. Um, And that's really, you know, I think a good thing to consider when you're looking at your goals, it's not just about setting goals. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, in between. So it's like, for example, like, so for our team, you know, we um, it's me and my mom and like, we have uh, internet leads come in and we kind of made a switch um before last year on like who was handling like what kind of activities and stuff. I remember um, that. And that was really good for us, but it was still like, you know, I still am like I really struggle with like converting leads, like taking them from like the lead phase to like client phase. And mm-hmm. we um like we hired um a coach and started doing coaching and then started doing like role-playing and I'm now learning how to convert leads and while that's not like my main activities that I'm doing day-to-day I'm doing most of the marketing and like social media and um, you know our sphere and like database and stuff like that Mm -hmm. Um, I do from time to time get on the phone and I'm starting to have better conversations and I have you know that skill and so when we have you know like more YouTube leads coming in and I'm going to have to, I'm sure going to have to like pick up the phone and talk with them, you know, and convert them. Like I, that's part of the reason I think like, you know, I didn't hit some of my goals is because I needed a lot of practice and like repetition um, in that area that I really struggle with. Like I'm good at marketing. I'm not good at, you know, I haven't been good at converting and I need to practice and, you know, do, do the training for that area. And so, you know, it's getting better, but like, that's one of my things this year is like, I put that into account. Like I need to spend more time in these certain activities to learn and grow in these areas so that I Mm -hmm. can, you know, do my best job for the team. Yeah.
1: And I, I think that that's really key to I think that's amazing. You guys hired a coach. Um, I actually hired a coach last year as well. Um, and, um, really a real estate business coach. Um, I, I wanted to work on building out my team better. And actually it's funny because we're talking about sports. I didn't play team sports. And so I realized, um, and that was one of the goals that I put on hold last year, um, that I plan to pick up later this year. I'm not ready to touch it right now. I'm happy with where my team is currently, but my local team is what I'm referencing. But, um, I had, you know, started working with a coach with this goal to grow my team. And I already, I learned so much from her about team building. Um, she's an incredible leader, um, and has, you know, coached and, and taught so many incredible high volume teams in the, all over the country. Um, and I adore her and I, I learned a lot about myself in that process. And I think, um, part of where I lack in, in team building is that I didn't play any team sports. I think that's like super (laughs) valuable knowledge, especially when it comes to business, um, and just how you're relational with people, how you anticipate each other's needs. And I would call myself like in the workforce, like in the past. And I, I guess I've been on my own for so long as an entrepreneur that, you know, I kind of forget, but when I like any job I had before I became an entrepreneur, I would consider myself like a team player. Like I was really good working with others, but never have I ever
0: had to lead others. And so, and give them part of something that you worked so hard to build and you Mm -hmm. like, it's like, um, an act of like, almost like surrender in a sense Mm -hmm. of like, I have to trust this person Uh to take really good care of something that I've built. And then you like I'm sure there's, like, so many thoughts, like, in your mind about, like, what if this happens, or, like, if X, Y, Z happens, am I going to be okay with that? And it's, it's like a, yeah, I I can see, you know, I can see that, you know, whether you've been in team sports or not, that's a big, I mean, that's, like, a big, I think, mindset shift you have to Mm -hmm. work through and probably continue to work through. I mean, yeah, I've got the same, even with just, like, a transaction coordinator before and like not liking <laughs> how they did something and I'm like yeah. I would never send something like that to my client <laughs> but they did I know and- <laughs> I
1: know that's a huge thing for agents that the transaction coordinator hired because they they have a hard time delegating or trusting yeah. someone else to handle their paperwork and for me see I had a TC from day one so yeah. I never knew what life was without it so yeah. I always have a hard time understanding that when I hear from yeah. other agents because I'm like. <laughs> I don't trust myself with that paperwork, (laughs) but now, now I do, but she like, honestly helped me get organized in the beginning as I was Mm -hmm. still like kind of navigating and learning through my contracts. But yeah, so it's just, it's, it's funny how, you know, it's different for everybody, but for me, team building, it was a goal I set out to do. I brought in a coach mid-year um, because I wasn't really doing it. I was focused yeah. on my course. And then I kind of like all this stuff came up for me. Yeah. I don't think I was mentally ready yeah. um, to go with it where I wanted to go. I needed to, you know, be strategic, do a little bit more work in the background. So it's something I'm going to pick up more, but bringing up coaching and hiring a coach, I it's, if you, if you've never how to coach. Um, and, and if you have a specific area in your business, it's so important to like, be honest with yourself, look in the mirror and, and see that, that weakness for what it is and, and invest in coaching, invest in a person who can help you help you, you know, get to that next level. Um, because even like for me, um, I have access to so much group training, like so much group training, I love it. I know you and I are also in, um, you know, other programs outside of like our brokerages where there's a lot of training, you can get a lot of wonderful training, be super self sufficient, but you're always going to have an area that like you could do better in. And I think that's where having a coach comes in because when you have group coaching, yes, you can take in a lot of information, but it's kind of like how you hold yourself accountable is number one. And then number two, it's kind of like, like to actually like implement and do the stuff and stay right. organized and focused. Um, but also you don't know what you don't really know. So like, yeah. like I feel like the fast track to get where you wanna go is to just learn from someone who's already there and already yeah. done it. And so if you're hearing this and you have some some goals and you're, you're maybe identifying some weak points from like last year, as you approach this year, if you haven't considered it, I would definitely consider finding a credible coach for what, whatever area that is. Yeah. Um, I think that's super, super important to yeah, know. I agree. A lot also, of people think, are hesitant to, to get into coaching, yeah. but I think it's, it's huge.
0: Yeah. I think too, if you're hesitant on coaching and you're like, I've never invested in a coach before, you know, if you need to make that like first, you know, coaching hire and it needs to be a group you know, a group program, or maybe it's something, um, you know, really small. Uh, I think that's okay to start with something like that. And um, to, I guess, just like start small, invest what you can, you know, even if it was like, okay, you know, uh, for example, like you can hire people and do a strategy call and you can just do like a one-time thing. Sometimes it's it's okay to do that and just say, hey, I'm you know, i not ready to like invest in a full coaching program or whatnot. Um, but if you've got an area where you're like, okay, I really need to grow in this area. I think it's okay if you've never hired a coach before to start small or start with a group coaching program, kind of feel it out. And then, you know, just have in the back of your mind that like, if you feel like this is the right fit for you, that you can go and now, um, you can go and like invest in a bigger program or, you know, a one-on-one or something like that, um, to really help you level up. But anyways, I mean, this is not the whole, um, group, you know, talking about coaching is not the whole episode here, but just a good point to, to note there. Um, so anyways, with all that to be said about coaching, you know, you can look at your business this year and decide how you want to approach that, but we definitely recommend, I mean, at least at the very least, like get started with some kind of coach in an area that you really want to grow in. Um, cause we can't just learn everything on our own, but Alyssa, let's talk about, let's move on to like how we, how we're approaching, I guess, setting our goals this year and how we're going to stay on track with that. So
1: Yeah. So I'm still kind of figuring that out. (laughs) Okay. No, I, um, I love that. No, I mean, I, I wrote down goals that I have like, okay. Like work-wise. Um, and I really, before I did that, I really, really dissected last year. Like I said, I'm very aware of like where I fell short, what areas I set out to grow didn't, other areas I surprised myself in and decided to grow after the fact. And I think that's something else important to keep in mind, like something could change in your life six months from now. And like, I don't, I think that like, it's really important to kind of like have these kind of overarching long-term goals. Um, but know that you might have to pivot or something new may come up, some new idea, something else you may set out to do. And, and, and we've talked about this before, like when I've talked about like my idea bank, you you might have to put something on hold that you plan to do to go set out to do something else. And that's kind of what happened to me last year. So this year, um, I, I'm really clear on, you know, what I want to accomplish personally and professionally. I'm definitely prioritizing um, those personal goals. I think that it's really and this is also about kind of like evaluation and knowing yourself, I know, I know I'm a workhorse. So it's easy for me to get into work mode, prioritize that, show up, do the work. But personally, outside of my kids, um, I struggle to prioritize that. So something I'm doing is in my calendar, like normally I would write down like to-dos of like work tasks. I write down cleaning to do,s things like kids activities, stuff like, but I'm actually putting in other areas now, actually in my calendar, like scheduling out that time, um, for evening review of my goals and journaling, yeah. scheduling out that time to do like a mask, a face mask or something personal right. to take better care of my skin. Like I'm, I'm also scheduling out time for like, um, you know, vacations I want to take, like I'm actually putting those down, like in July, even though it's not booked, I don't have the dates, like I'm doing that. Um, I'm like really prioritizing the personal goals that I have and like actually putting them in the calendar and on the to-do list. So that's, that's one thing I'm doing. Um, the other thing that I'm really, attracted to right now. And I'm thinking we'd still need to talk about this because we haven't determined the list of books for our um, book club series yet, but a lot of people are buzzing about this um, 12, what is it? 12 week year yeah. book. And yeah. I love that concept. So yeah, I'm actually, that's something when I say I'm still working through this, I'm actually working on adding in that concept. I already. Yeah. I already planned by quarter and like, I already kind of like mapped out my quarterly activities, like events. I want to do client activation, yeah. that kind of stuff, but I want to break out, um, actually like the financial goals more by quarter. I do monthly, yeah. but I really, okay. I I realized in real estate too, like this month might be slower than next month. Do I want right. to sell an average of a certain number of homes every month? Yes. But I really want to like give myself more quarterly defined goals. Right. And I think that's kind of how you get the stepping stone. So for example, like if I'm I'm revamping my course right now and it's launching again on January 19th, but if I'm spending this first quarter working on that launch, eventually that's going to get where I need it to go. I'm going to learn from that. And then that's not going to be a focus for me second quarter. Right. But but if I put that on my goals, I want my course to do like this achievement, this, 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 like these, these, you know, KPIs that I set for it. I'm looking at that as a whole year where yes, there is a financial goal for it for the whole year, but that's not something my time and attention will be on every single quarter. So yeah. like kind of having a different focus as you move through the year, like, yeah. you know, and, and also my goal next year is to, I slowed down for the holidays this year, kind of more out of necessity than like yeah. on purpose. Yeah. And I actually really want to just schedule myself to like have a good chunk of time off in the summer. um, Like. I would even like to maybe almost figure out how to take like two weeks to a month off, but I yeah. definitely want to like purposefully like after the first week of December, shut off. Yeah, that's really my goal. So yeah. I'm declaring it live or on a- <laughs> recorded. So in a year from now, when we go back and visit this, yes, I said that. So yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what hey, about just you? Know? Write it down. <laughs> hmm. So it's interesting because, um, you know, for me personally, like last year, we just had a lot of things come up in our personal life that just looked a whole lot different, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's interesting how you mentioned like your life could look different in six months because I came to that realization when we had just a lot of death in our family and Mm -hmm. just like big things that happened, um, you know, that we kind of touched on last episode, but there was no room for adjusting you know i mean there there was but like it was like okay i have only like a one year plan and so this year what i did was i kind of started first with like who do i want to be like how do i want to feel at the end of the year um i literally wrote like a five page letter to myself like this happened you know this happened this is how i felt like this is what this means for me for my family for my business um And like basically wrote out, like, this is who, like who I want to become, like who I'm becoming. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's how I started my goal setting. And I like really spent the last couple of weeks of the year um, just reflecting and just kind of like uh, envisioning, like where I want my life to be, like who I want to become, what I want my life to look like. Um, And, you know, it's funny that we're talking about sports earlier because when I was an athlete, um, you know, I did a lot of visualization and visualization was one of the things that helped me. Like when I was in softball, this is going to sound crazy, but like my dad would tell me like the night before a big tournament, like, Hey, go to sleep and like, think of yourself hitting a line drive. And it would be amazing because that's, I would just like visualize it over and over. Mm-hmm. And then like, when I did that, I would actually like literally see what I visualized like happen in games and that's super powerful. There's so many like in a non-woo-woo way that's like like, really
1: actually a thing. Like that's yes.
0: Yeah. And the crazy thing is, it's like I was young when I was doing this, like I started playing competitive softball when I was nine, I played, I started when I was four, you know, and I'm kind of kicking myself now because my dad helped me create so many like routines and habits and things in my life. When I was an athlete that once I was done being an athlete, like I kind of forgot about those things Mm -hmm. and I, you know, kind of like lacked purpose. Like I, you know, I played the majority of my childhood played competitive softball, but those are a lot of those things are like things that I want to like bring back into my Mm -hmm. habits and my routine this year. Um, And so like, that's really kind of like who I want to be. And like, that's a a majority of like, kind of how I set my goals. So I set like, how do I want to feel at the end of the year? Who do I want to be? You know, what kind of habits and like, you know, routines do I have? Um, What is it? What does my life look like? What does my family look like? And then I broke that down into like quarterly sections. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I don't know if I'm going to stick with this, but I recently downloaded, um, the notion app, which is why I was asking about it yesterday, but, um, and I have like a quarterly plan and I can, like, I have all these, all of like my different areas of like my, here's my three main goals for the quarter. Okay. Here are the tasks. And like, here's what I need to do to plan to do that. Here are the activities. And so for me this year, a big focus of mine is like having this big push this first quarter to like establish Mm -hmm. healthy habits and routines Mm -hmm. and the activities that I'm doing in all areas, not even just business, like in business in um, my family and personal relationships with like my health and, um, just like nutrition and my lifestyle, like what kind of, you know, activity I'm going to be doing. Um, And that's how I set my goals for the year. So I really said like, I'm, you know, to myself, like I'm kind of done feeling like crap at the end of the year for just like having like this one big goal and kind of doing the same thing over and over again, like expecting different results and like going through like this thing of insanity where it's like, I want to be able to say like, okay, my goal was to like, do like these activities and these activities should lead me to around here. But at the very least, I can be proud that I like set these, you know, routines and these habits and then whatever they lead to that kind of gives me metrics on like, okay, so do I need to increase the activity? Do I need to do, you know, XYZ to like get to the result that I'm wanting? Um, or was that like, were, what were the activities and like the results were like, they off were like, I need more of one or less of the other, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so for me, I'm excited about it. Um, I'm like, I feel like this is going to be, you know, I'm struggling right now. Um, I have like some autoimmune conditions and I'm like going through like a really, really bad flare up right now.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: And I'm really excited this year to like really prioritize those habits and like the routines and just like the overall like lifestyle, like being like working together. So, like, you know, eating and eating healthy and like working out and having good personal time and family time, investing into like my mindset and reading. Um, and also like doing the business activities and having those all work in one and like build up who I want to become this year. Um and give myself like quarterly sections so I can focus on one quarter at a time. Yeah. And then if I need to adjust, you know, at the end of first quarter or so, you know, first quarter goes a certain way, I can adjust second quarter and I can do that and that way, you know, I give myself multiple chances to like review, you know, my life analytics if you'll say and then yeah. like <laughs> you know, (laughs) and then like readjust the goal as needed. Um, And I'm excited. It's different. I've never done goal setting like this before. Um, I've spent a lot of time and I'm still kind of like in process, like I'm working on like a vision board and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of like want to, you know, have that like on my phone, on my computer. I want to have like a um, one, like in my bedroom, like, or maybe in my bathroom, like on my mirror, like, so I can see it, like when I'm getting ready every morning. Um, Yeah. And just have like the reminders, but like a lot of it is like, you know, it's, it's my vision board is like, who do I like describing who I want to be? Yeah. Um, And I've, I've neglected that for a long time, honestly, like Mm -hmm. I've been so focused on business that everything else has kind of like Mm -hmm. fallen by the wayside and I'm not happy with where I'm at in my business. And I'm not happy with it where I'm at in my life. And so I'm like, yeah. okay, well, something's got to change, you know? Yeah,
1: totally. Um, and I so, feel the same. I feel yeah. the same. You're not alone. Yeah. And I think what you're saying is is really powerful um, for people to take away. And like, I'm taking it into, I love the strategy, but more than anything, I love that, you know, oftentimes we set goals because we want to feel a certain way, live a certain way, but we're not actually taking that piece of intentionality to like, I love that. You're like, how do I want to feel at the end of the year? Because money is sometimes the vehicle of of what you like. It's how it's, it's like how you pay for that vacation. Yeah. Makes you feel
0: Right. A certain way.
1: Blank, fill in the blank. Exactly. So like money is kind of like the vehicle to get you to the, doing the activity that you want to do, because ultimately you want to feel a certain way. You want to get your hair done this year. Say you haven't, say you're, you know, you haven't focused on your self-care and you want to get your hair done every eight weeks. Well, the money that you you know, put toward that you are, you know, setting a financial goal, but ultimately it's to be able to use that money to do something that ultimately makes you feel a certain way, gives you, um, freedom, time, freedom, uh, financial freedom, whatever that is for you. It's not about necessarily the money, the units, any of that it's, it's, it's way bigger than that. And I think we easily ignore that um, goal setting. And I really love the quarterly approach. I think that that's really manageable. And I think it makes it, I think it sets you up for success even more to be able to like check in on those. I'm going to be honest, I had that goal set and like, yes, I did have a visual chart in front of me on my desk of like houses. But yeah. I didn't actually go back and look at any of what I wrote down yeah. until the end of the year. Like, what yeah. is that? Um, and and I, really I know I, I knew what I was doing, what I yeah. was working toward, but I wasn't cons- like consistently going back and reminding myself, what is that number? And what does yeah. that number mean? Like, yeah. what does that number mean to me and why? And like, I think that that's really important. And the other side of what you said too, um, that and that's what's what I talked about is really true for me is prioritizing those personal things in your home and your care and all that stuff because like you said like you know you're not feeling good in your business right now you're not feeling good personally right now but it's it's you you have to take care of those things in order to like actually yeah be at your optimum performance yeah. in your business. So like, exactly. how can you perform at your optimum if you haven't like really taken care of your body by getting enough sleep? Yeah. Um, by mental care, like, you know, oftentimes working out is physical, but it's also very mental, like yeah. doing the right things to like clear your head and improve your focus and foods affect your focus. And yeah. all these things, we were just having this conversation. I don't think it was recorded, but we were talking about, um, before we started about coffee drinking and like Mm -hmm. that mental clarity and like just feeling kind of frazzled or having a tough time focusing. Brayden was like, are you drinking too much coffee? And like, that's, that's something to think about because that affects how you show up day to day in your life and your business. Um, so yeah, all of those amazing things. Um, one of the tools i am using you talked about notion um i like to use asana to track my tasks i also love mapping out things on trello boards usually projects and um like content kind mm-hmm. of stuff um but as far as tracking the day to day i found that i love the mix of actually writing stuff down but i also need everything digital so I have my calendar um but I've really been enjoying writing um and I have the I have a paper planner and a digital planner um from basically Casey. Yeah. Um and she is a, a wonderful supporter of ours in our community. Yep. Um. We have our merch collab with her, but I've been using her planner. This is my second year using it. I gifted my team, the paper planners, Um. but she has this amazing digital one too. Um. So I have that on my iPad with my pencil and it's got, the reason I love this so much, it's designed for real estate, but it also really incorporates a lot of personal in there. Yeah. So really able to map out both. Um, it's designed for a realtor to have a personal life
0: yeah. <laughs> too.
1: And I love Which that is, about it.
0: It's so honestly, like, I hope that you guys take this away is like that it's, you need to have both like, and I think yeah. this is again, like we talked about last episode with the shift in the direction of the podcast is like, you're not just a real estate agent. Like you are a mom, you might be a wife or a girlfriend. You might be a sister, a daughter. Like you have friendships. You may be involved in your community. And like, you're a person who has needs to like take care of yourself and to give yourself the time to have hobbies and do things that you enjoy and like slow down and not be on call. Twenty-four-seven, like you are, like you're a person, and you know. I think the narrative often around goal setting in real estate does not really take that into yeah. account. Sometimes it does. Obviously, it's not like a hundred percent of it, but like there's a lot of there's a lot of like narrative around in the real estate industry that is just really unbalanced and like does not does not lead to you know you having a personal life like to really really taking care of yourself you know yeah. um i have seen so many agents get sick run themselves ragged like yep. focus only on real estate and it's like i just personally like i know if i'm like if i continue to just like try to hit real estate goals and that's all i'm trying to hit and i'm not happy like it's never going to be enough if i'm not happy with who i am as a person if i don't right. feel You know, like I'm strong in the areas that I need to be strong in, which is for me, my family, my faith, my health. You know, I need to have, you know, and business. Like it needs Mm -hmm. to be all working together. Mm
1: -hmm. And I just,
0: I really hope that if you're listening to this, like you understand that it's okay to like, pursue like being like a whole person and like focusing (laughs) on all of the areas, you know? And yes, like it's, it it may not be that you're 100% of the time, like having perfect balance between all the different areas. Like, I think that's, you know, sometimes it's like a give and take, like one area is receiving more focus or like, you know, certain weeks, certain days, but like overall, I feel like it's really important that, we start taking care of ourselves, taking care of our relationships, our families, our health, you know, and, um, not just like not forgetting about that because it's really easy to do it, but where is that taking you, you know?
1: And you can have the best numbers in the world, but if you are frazzled and run down and not present with your family, what does that even mean to you? Yeah. And and if you are somebody on the opposite where you're like, I have not been in my business, I have yeah. been distracted, or you 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 did take time off for the holidays, or you're new and you're just starting out, or you know maybe you were part-time last year and you have this goal to go full-time. If you're on the opposite end of this, this is just kind of where we're at in our yeah. businesses, but we realize everybody's going to be somewhere different. We're talking about this from both angles. Yeah. If it's time for you to buckle down and implement- do that and do it, but also yeah. learn from us and don't let the other stuff go too. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we'll drop a link to, um, the tool we'll drop links to the tools that we like. Um, and, um, we do have a code to I think it's modern mama. We'll verify and put it in the, um, Description, um, or in the podcast, the show notes. Goodness, the show (laughs) notes. The show Um, notes. (laughs) I put a a discount code there if you want to get, um, the basically Casey planner. It's called Managing the Most. Um, so yeah, I hope that you guys found this helpful as you chart out your new year. Um, we are still work in progress. If you go back and listen to the episode, if you didn't hear it yet, we're talking about the, in the previous episode, we're talking about kind of like the future of this podcast. Um, We have a book series coming up. Um, I would love if you could go into, or we would love if you could go into our Facebook group, we have a um, post in there asking for your reading list this year. We would love to hear from you what you guys would love to cover in our upcoming book series. I have a feeling the first book might be the 12 week year or or atomic habits has been one that's very popular. Have you read Atomic
0: Habits? No, I'm I just started it. I I started it before. Um I I started it like a year and a half ago. And like everyone
1: says that about Atomic Habits too. They've either
0: read it or they've started it. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm I'm restarting it. And the thing is this year I'm only I'm not buying like any new books. You need to read the ones you have. <laughs> I need to read the ones I have, with the exception of like this book club series. I was going to say, but, do like, we need
1: to cross check your library? Yeah. <laughs> before well, we there's like
0: there's like a few that I've been like meaning to read, and like that's another thing is like reading has gone since I've been in real estate. Like I read the least amount, yeah, than I've ever read in my whole life. I've always been a reader, and I like would like to get back to that. So, nice. um you know, I'm excited for the book club series and I'm excited to actually like read a book and not just like listen to it on audible. That's fine too. I'll but probably like i probably have to do both. <laughs> I feel like there's, it's nice to like be able to actually like at least pick up a book every once in a while yes. and like read yes. it. And like, sure. I like to make notes and books. I know some people are like, oh, no, but I oh, I, I like I've to never done notes. that.
1: No, I've never done that. Maybe I should, but, but. so I,
0: before when I was in high school I was in like an AP lit class and mm-hmm. um I would never have done it before that class but it was very intense it was like one of the honestly one of the hardest classes I've ever taken um yeah. besides like finance in college but um it, she was like you guys need to like mark up and like make notes and I was like that's so terrible but once I did it I like it's so when you're like trying to learn something and like take away things yeah it's, there's just something that like helps you take more out of it by like marking up your I mean yeah but it felt like I like literally thought I was like this is a sin in the book world she's like no 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 it's gonna change your life I promise you she was right she was right about yeah. everything she was like one of the best I see
1: people ever. do that like in their bibles and stuff and I don't yeah. do that
0: like I'll oh I journal, do it in my Bible too
1: I'll journal like
0: after I read something
1: but I don't like and I'll take notes elsewhere, but I've never like yeah. marked up the actual thing. I don't know. Maybe I'll have to take that up. I think when we get into the book series, I think I want to have like a physical copy, but I yeah. love also listening. Um, yeah. what I have learned that in the last year too, cause I listen to so many podcasts and stuff. Um, I feel like I have to like, listen to stuff when I'm doing kind of more mindless things like, cleaning. yeah, I yeah. can't like, sort, or should I mindless is I'm focused while I'm driving but I guess it's, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I am focused while I'm driving but I mean like yeah. I can't be like trying to like work and listen yeah. to something yeah. and on the background I just I'm there's no way I can hear both but no or I do both or focus but yeah I, I do love being able to like maximize my time by like putting something on yeah while I'm cleaning or even cooking like and just blocking out the noise. Yeah, <laughs> that'll that's fit. true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. We are very excited for the year ahead. Um, we're excited for you and just, we appreciate you and love you. Bye. If you've been enjoying the Modern Real Estate Mama podcast, it would mean so much to us if you would leave us a review on how this podcast has impacted your listening today. Whether you heard us on Apple or Spotify, your review helps other moms in real estate discover this podcast.